Welcome to the Conversations with Christians Engage podcast. Hosted by Bunny Pounds, this podcast is created as part of our ministry to awaken, motivate, educate, and empower believers in Jesus Christ to pray for our nation and elected officials regularly, to vote in every election to impact our culture, and to help us engage our hearts in some form of civic education and involvement for the well-being of our nation. Please share this podcast and our ministry with your family and friends by asking them to take our pledge to pray, vote, and engage. They can take the pledge on our website at christiansengaged.org. We can all change America one heart at a time. We are here to serve you and empower you to be a leader in your community. Each week, we upload the audio recording of our weekly Psalms Bible study. This week, we covered Psalm 53. To sign up for the Bible study, visit our website at christiansengaged.org and click on the Bible study tab. I am so excited um, to have Audrey with me. Audrey is in Dallas. She's one of our um, area leaders, and she is in real estate. So anybody need to sell a home, <laughs> contact Audrey. <laughs> uh, but this girl has just got um, a minister a ministry calling on her life and, you know, really has an anointing for the government realm as well. And we just connect it, connected on so many levels. Um, uh, you guys met Diana Lee last week. Diana Lee is one of uh, young women that I've connected with across the state. And we're all going to go out to East Texas in a couple of weeks and hang out all these amazing uh, women leaders um, that have this kind of bridge calling in ministry and political activity. It's just kind of going to be a fun weekend to pour into all these women. Audrey's going to be one of those as well. So Audrey, um, man, thanks for joining us for Psalms 53. Yeah, thanks, Bunny. Thanks for asking. Um, Yeah, just think the world of you and Christians engaged. So it's a huge honor just to spend time with you on a Monday. Thanks. Can you um, turn your volume up just a little bit? I should have checked your volume. It's a little low. Yep. Um, awesome. Okay. There you go. Okay, great. Well, why don't you go ahead and read? Um, we're in Psalms 53 guys. Um, and it's only six verses, so it should be really easy for us to cover. So Audrey, why don't you go ahead and read that? And we'll go from there. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I'm reading from the ESV. So Psalm uh, 53 says, the fool says in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt, doing abominable iniquity. There is none who does good. God looks down from heaven on the children of man to see if there are any who understand, who seek after God. They have all fallen away. Together they have become corrupt. There is none who does good, not even one. Have those who work evil no knowledge, who eat up my people as they eat bread and do not call upon God. There they are in great terror, where where there is no terror. For God scatters the bones of him who encamps against you, and you put them to shame, for God has rejected them. Oh, that salvation for Israel would come out of Zion. When God restores the fortunes of his people, let Jacob rejoice, let Israel be glad. 
Amen. Well, I know you've got a heart for natural Israel too. So um, I want to hear your thought. There's so much in this. Um, So why don't you go ahead and share a few thoughts and then we'll just kind of go back and forth. Oh yeah, for sure. I, um, yeah, I was like, wow, we, you chose a happy Psalm. This is a, it's a good one. Just a a really happy, happy, easy one. Um, But no, I think it's, I think ultimately there's a lot of redemption in it. Um, I was just going through as I was studying it and thinking about like, um, you know, God calls um, the people who are doing wicked, you know, fools, like it's a strong word. And it says that, um, you know, they're, they're performing abominable iniquity. Like that's just, it's just wicked, you know? And so it's like, I think of a lot of what we're seeing on the earth today. Um, it's just this like next level of wicked that we're kind of waking up to. And it's just like, oh my gosh, like, what do we do? And, um, I was really inspired reading the Psalm because it says, you know, God looks down, um, and like, he's watching, like it reminded me of second Chronicles 16, nine, uh, where it says the eyes of the Lord run to and throw and fro throughout the whole earth, um, to give strong support to the hearts of those who are completely committed to God. So it's like, he sees it, nothing, you know, nothing is like getting by him. Um, he's not bothered by it. (laughs) And so I feel like David's just like, Hey, let me Lord, like, let me remind you about all this wickedness that's around me. Um, but God, and so then like it shifts and he says, uh, God's going to do three things. He's going to scatter the bones of the wicked. He's going to put them to shame and he's going to reject them. So there's nothing that we need to do it like in the natural, you know, not like I have to, I'm fighting this fight and I'm, you know, like upset about all this wickedness. It's like, no, if we just like point our eyes to God, um, it says that salvation would come. Um, and I found it interesting. I didn't realize this before, but he actually uses this exact same scripture in Psalm 14, seven. And he says that, you know, salvation would come out of, out of Zion and, uh, let Jacob rejoice, let Israel be glad. So I think, um, I know two things that, that kind of jumped out at me too, is like, feel like Jacob is, you know, represents like this old mindset, you know, in this old way of thinking. And then Israel is the redeemed version of Jacob. And Uh. so, yeah. So it's like, um, as we're kind of in this middle tension, um, it says, let Jacob rejoice. So Jacob's got an action to perform in the waiting. And that's a verbal, like rejoicing in the Lord, in the waiting, he's coming again, and he's going to put all these enemies to shame um, on our behalf. And, um, but then let Israel be glad. So like, as he's redeeming this whole process on the earth, um, we will be glad. It's like a heart posture of, um, or like an identity, like we will be glad. So in the meantime, we're rejoicing in the waiting, um, but we ultimately will be glad. So I, I felt like it was really inspiring. I got inspired as I was kind of meditating on it this week. That's so good. I love that correlation between Jacob and Israel that God changed his name. Um, And and it really, really is our new identity in Christ, right? And really what God's saying here, I mean, is (laughs) you guys, we overcomplicate everything. We overthink everything. We justify our weaknesses, right? And God's simply saying in this Psalm, are you foolish or are you wise? 
<laughs> I mean, that's it, right? Are you a foolish person or are you full of wisdom? And and he asked in this passage, is there anyone who understands or seeks God? That's really the core question for all of us today and what we should be communicating with everybody that what we talk to in this country is the fool says in his heart, he says, right, in verse one, there is no God. The fool says in his heart, there is no God. Um, we think in modern America that we are good. Um, absolute truth has been kind of thrown out the window. And we think, you know, if we're, we're right with God contingent upon if we feel good about ourselves or we're tolerant of others, right? Um but the problem with Americans right now is, number one, we don't see our need for God. And number two, we don't see our need for a God. So, I mean, really, that's it. We don't see our need for God. We think we can just survive and we can be good and we can be tolerant of each other. and We can like live in this just society and we're not seeing our need for God. And, and God actually is calling that foolish, right? <laughs> foolish. Um, it's funny that you, well, I'll go to where you went, but I was first went to Isaiah 55. It says, let the wicked forsake his way, forsake his ways and the unrighteous man, his thoughts, let him return to the Lord and he will have mercy on him and to our God for he will abundantly pardon for my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. Um, I, I think there's so many people that, out there that are trying to figure out God. They're trying to figure out God in their own flesh, right? And he's saying, guys, your thoughts are not my thoughts. Your ways are not my ways. And this is the unregenerated man, the man before he's born again, right? Um, and then, uh, and, and he's really trying to drive us to one thing. You need me. <laughs> That's it. Wake up, guys. Your thoughts are not my thoughts. Your ways are not my ways. Um, you are pretty wicked without me. You need me. You need me. Um, and then we get this kind of window into the heart of God in, in verse two of this Psalm. I love this. And you brought it up, Audrey. God looks down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there are any who understand, who seek God. And I went to the exact place that you went to, which is second Chronicles 16, because here King Asa, um, he defeated the Ethiopians because he trusted in the Lord. But it, when it came to the king of Syria, the, um, this prophetic seer comes to King Asa and he says, you have not defeated them because the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on those whose heart is loyal to them, to him. In this you have done foolishly. Therefore, from now on, you shall have wars. Why? Because he trusted in his own strength and didn't trust in the Lord. And then a few verses later, he actually dies, like has disease in his feet. And it says he trusted in the doctors and didn't trust in the Lord and he died. I mean, pretty sobering, right? Wow. Yeah. But this, I don't know for you, Audrey, being people of prayer, I, this scripture has always given me a lot of hope, this idea that God's searching and he's looking for those of us who are turning our hearts toward him, whether it's very, as our friend Corey Russell says, very weak <laughs> and feeble prayers, right? 
Um, he's like looking for those. He's looking for those who are turning to him and saying, man, I need to put my trust in the Lord and I'm going to seek God. Right. And first Peter, let's look at a New Testament scripture just to reconfirm that this is happening. Guys, his eyes are on the righteous. First Peter 312 says for the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are open to their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. So Psalms 53 is really just breaking it down to us. And, and I want to break it down like this. We have to understand um, the simplicity that we are not wise without God. We need him, right? All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Period. There is no one that does good but God. That's what. You know, not only does Psalm 53 say that, but then Jesus reiterates that there is none good but God. And in that statement, he's really saying, I am, I am God. <laughs> you know, he was kind of identifying his own identity. There is none good but God. You have to have the Messiah. You have to have the Savior. Um, and this was beautiful when it comes to rejoicing and gladness come when salvation comes. If people, if we're looking for salvation, if we're looking for happiness, if we're looking for rejoicing and anything other than we need God and we need salvation, um, we're looking in the wrong place. But when we look to Jesus and we realize our need for him, man, things change, change, things change in everything in our life. Right. Um, and it just really hit me. We can't be good without Jesus. We can't be healed without Jesus. We can't be free from iniquity without Jesus. We can't have real happiness and gladness without Jesus. Um, we, we need him. And, and, and I just want to pause with that thought guys, because so many of us in, in the modern American church are, are running around, um, you know, with a lot of prosperity, I'll just say it with a lot of prosperity, our needs for the most part are met and we can survive many times without God. I think what we've discovered in the last couple of years, some of us have come to the realization that maybe we can't survive without God. <laughs> maybe we can't make it. Maybe we thought we were strong, but we're not so strong. Um, but the idea that, um, you know, that we don't want to be fools. I mean, he's trying to drive us to this revelation. Don't be a fool, guys. Don't be a fool. You were created for communion. And if you go back to, you know, the garden, right? At the beginning, Adam and Eve were created. He breathed into them life. Um, and they walked in the garden and they walked with God. And sin came in. And, and you, we all know the story. Eve was deceived by the serpent. And the serpent pretty much said, you know, don't you want to be God? Don't you be, want to be wise like God? Um, you don't need him. I mean, he was really saying you can be wise and you don't have to need him. And, and what the Lord is trying to do through re redemption, through bringing him, his son to the earth is showing us we have to have him. We have to have redemption. We have to have that, this restoration. <clears throat> And out of that, we can walk with God again, um, just like we did in the garden. We can walk with him and know him and be dependent on him. And, um, you know, I'll just 
in my thoughts with this, man, I just want to be that girl that God's like, man, that girl, she like really needs me. She really needs me. And I'm looking at her and I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. I'm going to move on her behalf because she is pretty desperate. (laughs) She's pretty in need. Um, You know, I mean, I want to be that person and I don't really care what anybody thinks. I I just want to be in need of him. Right. I do not want to be a fool. I do not want to be a fool. And one of my favorite scriptures from the Beatitudes is, you know, blessed are the poor in spirit for they shall see God, right? Blessed are the poor in spirit, realizing that we need him really is what being poor in spirit means. Um, Utter need of him that we cannot make it without him, right? And so that's, that's where wisdom comes. It sounds so simplistic. It sounds so um, not cool, right? It's not cool. Um, we're like trying to figure out our great leadership abilities and God saying, be a, don't be a fool, you know, be in need of me. Okay, fine, God. But, um, anyway, it's so, it's so against what we try to try to do, what we try to perform, how we try to be in this culture, but it is where God's trying to take us. And there's roadmaps um, in America that are trying to point us to the Lord, that are trying to get us to repent. Um, I don't know how many of y'all have read the Harbinger, Harbinger um, from Jonathan Kahn, but I just started reading it on the way back from Pennsylvania yesterday. And I, I never read it. I knew it was a great book, but Wow. I mean, the signposts um, to how America is like modern Israel and God's trying to point us to him and saying, guys, you need me is really amazing. Um, And it's we're really at a a crisis point right now. We're at a deciding point. Are we going to seek God? Are we going to repent as a nation or are we going to continue our defiant? you know, we can do whatever we want, God, and we can rebuild however we want to rebuild. And we, you know, like the people with the Tower of Babel, um, are, are we going to continue that attitude? Or are we going to stop and pause and go, maybe we need him. Maybe we need him. That's where we are as a church and as um, a culture right now. And I just want to encourage everybody to be very needy. Be very needy. <laughs> and that's a good thing, right? It's a good thing. So anyway, Audrey, I talked too long, but um, any any other thoughts, girlfriend? No, Bunny, that's so good. It's just such a good reminder. Yeah, I feel like just in this moment, I mean, the world is loud. And um, yeah, I just I, I feel very weak in my own strength often. But then I, I want to press in and press through. And um, yeah, especially working in real estate and like, oh, I got to get that negotiation and I've got to make that phone call or I've got to get, you know, this and that. And um, in those moments, I'm like learning to take a step back and just get in prayer and say, no, nope, I'm very weak. Lord, you are strong and <laughs> in me, you are made much. And then he'll move on my behalf and he makes phone calls I can't make. And he, you know, makes deals happen that I can't make happen, you know, in the natural. So um, learning to have a greater dependence on him, but then also like root and ground in that, like in my identity in him, like I am holy as you are holy. I am righteous as you are righteous. You know, when the world tells us differently, um, 
we're, we're okay. Like he's, he's got us and he is, he's looking to and fro and he's like, yep, those are my kids. And he's like, I've got you today and I love you. And you know, it's going to be okay. Just tuck into me and, and in my wisdom. Yeah. We're going to do great exploits together. That's so good. Yeah. I mean, I think all of us, anybody listening to us can identify with that. You know, hopefully you're doing something in your life that you have need of God for, um, you know, if you could do it all in your own strength, man, that's not a good place to be. I, <laughs> you know, um, I, you know, I, I was really struck. We, I just got back from Pennsylvania and we have a, an amazing new team there. Um, Andrew Tome is our new chairman. And to be honest with you, let me be honest with y'all. I'm a control freak on multiple levels. Okay. And the idea of launching Christians Engage and something that I founded and is like got my DNA in it to another state and like empowering, you know, leaders that I might not know that well is pretty terrifying. Okay. Let me just say, and it's something that I really need to depend on God for. And so it was such a blessing to stay in Andrew and Abby's home and hang out with their kids. And, and it was really good for me because I realized, okay, I can trust these people, right? Um, I can trust them. But even if I, you know, didn't feel completely a hundred percent, like I could trust, I'm still God telling us to step out in faith and to go to other places where we don't know people where we, you know, it's like going to a, it's like Abraham going to another land. Right. I mean, I'm telling you, I don't know nothing about Pennsylvania. I know everything about Texas politics and ministry in Texas, but talk about Pennsylvania. I'm like, "Mm, I have no idea. I have no idea. So it really is a faith walk, but that is the beauty of walking with God, right? If we're doing things only that we can do, in our own strength. And if you guys have not listened, um, I just did a podcast with Dave uh, Kubal from Intercessors for America. And I had Dave on because when we were going through the IRS fight, which was fun back in May, you know, where the IRS denied our tax exempt status because biblical teachings are typically affiliated with the Republican Party and candidates, according to them. Um, it was a total God setup. It wasn't about us getting denied our tax exempt status and becoming a national story. It was really a setup from the Lord to get us out of our comfort zone. And Dave calls me and he didn't know me from Adam. Um, he just said, Hey, Bunny, we're writing some articles on your IRS case. And I was praying for you and Christians engaged this morning. And I really feel the Lord's telling me to tell you to look to the nation. Don't just look to Texas. And I was thinking, no, that's not from the Lord. Um, And then he was like, and then he just kind of, you know, in a loving way, almost rebuked me. And he didn't know me. He just said, I just feel like you can do Texas in your own strength and your own network and your own abilities, but God's trying to take you to a place where you can't do it without him. And wow. I mean, I just felt so strongly as we're launching um, into Pennsylvania and we're going to go to March for life this week. And we're partnering with intercessors for America for a, a national event prayer gathering, which is crazy. I don't even know how that happened, but Anyway, um, you know, it just reminded me, you know, we have to step out in those places where we need God, right? And and if you feel right now, if you feel weak, if you feel like 
you don't know all the pieces. You don't know what tomorrow holds. You don't know how this is going to turn out right. Um, you know, it's okay. It's okay. I mean, that's what walking with God's all about. It's not about having all the pieces, man. Audrey, can you imagine if like we knew what was going to happen five years from now? I mean, what? Yeah, no. That'd be weird, wouldn't it? Yeah. I mean, I, you know, of course, like my, my soul wants to know, I want to know everything, but, but no, I think that's the beauty. And it's the whole point you mentioned Abraham, like that's the whole point of walking with God is, is faith, you know, Hebrews 11, like that's where you want to get, you know, into that hall of faith. Like um, it's something different that he gives his kids and we just get to trust him and know that, He's got us and he is, you know, um, altogether wise. And he knows five years from now, he knows 10 years from now. Um, he knows the, the, um, the beginning from the end. So. So good. Yeah. I mean, he really does. And we can trust him in that, you know, he, we're not depending on our future being perfect. We're depending on that. He's going to be with us in the future. Right. That's good. That's, that's really good. Um, so let's just, um, I want to just pray today that we are wise and I want to pray wisdom over us that we are not acting as fools and acting like we don't need God, but we realize that we need him. And that truly is true heavenly wisdom. And that we'll be able to impart that wisdom to others because guys, there are a lot of foolish people running around right now, (laughs) a lot of foolish people that need God to wake them up. And if we really believe that we're on the verge of a great awakening, if we really believe we're on the verge of revival, then we need to act like God's opening hearts. And I'm telling you, he is, he is. And so we need to speak those seeds of wisdom to people, which is simply you need Jesus. You need God. Um, You're struggling right now because you need God. You need him. Um, and that is a very simple message that you can pull people into his presence. I'm telling you, just by saying those words, people can feel his presence um, and and they will be convicted because what does it say? Uh, the Holy Spirit is the one that convicts of all sin. He's the one that convicts and brings people to righteousness. Right. And that's what he wants to do. He loves to do that. Right. So can he use us and and do that through us? Yes, he can. So anyway, I just want to pray for that. And then, Audrey, you can close us. okay, with whatever you feel like you want to pray. okay? Lord, we just thank you uh, this morning. Lord, we pause and say we need you, Jesus. We need you, God. We want to be the people that are wise. We do not want to be foolish. And Lord, we acknowledge the truth that you see us. Lord, that your heart is, your eyes are looking to and fro to those that are, our hearts are completely yours, the hearts that are turned towards you, those that are seeking you, Lord. And we just say, we are one of those. We're one of those this morning. We want, we're stopping here on a Monday morning um, at 830 Central or 930 Eastern. And we're pausing and we're saying, God, we need you. We need you right now. And we need you this week. We can't make it this week. We There's so many things that are going to happen that we ha- are not even prepared for. Um, but God, you know what the future holds. You know even what this week holds. And so, Lord, we just thank you for um, 
for guiding us, for walking with us, and Lord, making us more wise, helping us to be a light and salt to the people around us, helping us, God, to awaken people to their need of you, even in in our city, in our communities this week, in Jesus' name. Yeah, I was just reminded of uh, James 1.5. So uh, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach and it will be given to him. So um, yeah, God, we just ask for wisdom um, and it says uh, that you will give it to us. So we thank you that you're good dad. We thank you that, that you're a good father, you're a good God. And we just boldly come before you and we ask for um, just an infilling of fresh, uh, radical wisdom, Lord, in each one of us today, and that we can impact the lives of everyone around us. So, Lord, would you just bring them this week? Would you bring us these divine appointments, Lord, where we need to share your love with our friends, with our neighbors, with our coworkers, whoever it is? Lord, would you just put them in our path? And uh, would you highlight them to us that we would know, all right, I'm supposed to tell this person about God and that their their eyes and ears would be um, open and receptive to what you want to share with them, Lord, in Jesus name. Yes, God. Amen. Amen. Well, um, we've got a lot going on the next couple months. So if you guys are in Dallas, Fort Worth, and you have not gone through our on-ramp to civic engagement class. Um, you need to come. It's seven hours of amazing goodness. And uh, we're going to be in Rowlett January 29 at Freedom Place Church. And we're going to be at Storehouse where Audrey goes, Storehouse Dallas. Um, we will be there February 19. So um, you guys need to sign up for that. It's going to be so good. And there's some some of y'all that are watching us now that came to our wake up conference and you never have come to anything else before the wake up conference. And you're like, I need more pra- practical instruction on, you know, political activity. Well, that's our on ramp class. OK, and it's really, really good. And we're joined with our friends, um, Lathan Watts from First Liberty and um, either Jason Evans or Wade Aaron will be with us from Time to Revive at those uh, seminars. So they are just really rich. We're also coming to Wiley. That'll come up soon. And we're going to Houston. So if there's any of you guys in the South Texas, we will be in Houston doing that seminar on March 5th, March 5th at Victory Christian Church in Houston. So anyway, it's going to be great. Yes, Kim's on right now telling everybody in the chat that it's really great, the seminar. Thanks, Kim. You're our biggest fan. Um, but yeah, it's so go- it's so good. And we're also going to be starting Awakening Nights. Raphael Cruz and I are going on the road starting the 1st of April. And we will be um, in Houston, Rockport, Corpus Christi, um, we've got, uh, oh man, where are we going? We've got a lot of places. Heath, um, a lot of those are going to start popping on the website here in the next uh, week or so. So you guys check back to our events page on the website and make sure if you have, are not on our email list that you take our pledge to pray, vote and engage and, um, pray with us on Mondays and get in that system because we have primary elections coming up in Texas, guys. This will be my last announcement. Um, we're hitting prayer big, 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 big right now, as you can see on our social media feeds. Um, if you want to see great inspirational quotes on prayer, that's happening this month. But first of February, we're only going to be talking about voting. And we've got a primary election happening and early voting starts in Texas, February 14th. 
Um, and this is extremely important election. The primaries are where you vote your conscience. You know, so many people complain when they get to the general election. I can't believe I have to pick between these two candidates. Well, the reason why you're picking between those two candidates is because you didn't pick in the primary. So, um, oh, yes. Thank you, Kim. You must register to vote by January 31. So we'll be reminding you of that and get your friends and family registered and get ready to vote in the primary election. OK, it's very important. We'll have lots of uh, resources to help you in that process in the coming weeks. OK, so if you have friends right now, Christian friends out there that you're like, man, I need to get them voting in every election. Well. Take our pledge on our website and text it around. Take Just take that pledge page and text it to your friends and be an influencer and say, Christians Engage will remind you to vote in every election. So take this pledge and they'll get our information and you're going to help them by getting them in our system. Okay. We built this system to help you help others, really. So take it to your churches, take it to your Sunday school, your home groups, and get everybody taking the pledge so that we can help them vote in every election and really, really change our state and our, and our country. Okay. Okay. Audrey, thank you so much, girl. Yeah. Thanks, hey, Bunny. Good to see you. Hey, tell everybody what your real estate company is called so they can find you if they want you in Dallas-Fort Worth. Oh, yeah. Um, we make YouTube videos. Um, I'm on the Living in Dallas, Texas team. So search us on YouTube, uh, Living in Dallas, Texas. And yeah, we'd love to help you make your smooth move to Dallas. Hello. Yes. All those people come into Texas. Call Audrey. Awesome. Okay, girlfriend. Well, I will see you soon. And thank you so much for being on with us today. Thank you, Bunny. Bye. Okay. Bye, guys. Love y'all. Thank y'all for joining us. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Conversations with Christians Engaged. Please subscribe to this podcast so you don't ever miss an episode. Also, please review it and share it with your friends. The easiest way to connect with us is to take the pledge on our website at christiansengaged.org. There you can sign up for our weekly prayer text, our bi-weekly emails, and our voting reminders. Christians Engaged is supported by individuals just like you. Would you consider helping us with a monthly donation or a one-time gift? You can do that quickly at christiansengaged.org. What does America need in this hour? America needs you. We are here to serve you and encourage you as you impact your communities. Let's be Christians engaged for the well-being of our nation.